Yo, what is good, folks? It's your boy, Sports PSP. Hope everyone is enjoying a fantastic um, Wednesday. Tonight's episode on Commander's Demand, um, your boy, Sports PSP, is going to give his predictions regarding Week 6's game. I'm sorry, Week 7's game against the um, New York Giants. I'm going to talk about who I have winning the game, what ways that the Commanders need to do in order to step up and win. And so much more. So please stay tuned because Commander's Demand starts right now. You're watching Commander's Demand with your host, Sports PSP, exclusively on the Grid Network. Hey everyone, this is your boy Sports PSP. Um, welcome to another episode of Commander's Demand, a podcast in which your boy Sports PSP discusses things surrounding the Washington Commanders. Um, before I give uh, my take about the game between the Commanders versus the New York Giants, please go like and subscribe to the Grid Network, whether on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, any of our social media. Please go check us out because we have such great amazing people there at the grid network providing great content and um also please go like and subscribe to the sports psp podcast as well but anyway folks let's talk about week seven's game between the washington commanders going on the road against the new york giants i was reading this stat from fan side did i'm re- i was reading a stat by Ian McMillan from Fansided, uh, Riggles Rag. And the New York, um, the Washington Commanders are going on the road and facing the New York Giants. You know, in the last five games versus the Commanders, the New York Giants are four and one. Um, there are gonna there are gonna be some players that may or may, may not play in the New York Giants versus Washington Commanders game. Now, Daniel Jones is listed as questionable of the New York Giants. Now, remember, he did not play against the Buffalo Bills due to the fact that he did have a neck injury. And the backup quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, had to come in for them. And the Giants, you know, they lost against the Buffalo Bills, but a really close game, 14-9. to You know, of course, there was the late non pass interference call that should have been a call and that the Giants in my opinion were robbed of yes they were robbed in that game against the Buffalo Bills and Tyrod Taylor to his credit given the circumstances I thought he played well now you could say he played well because again he was going up against his old team the Buffalo Bills who he started and played for in his career Now, the Commanders in this one, they're a a two-and-a-half-point favorites to beat the New York Giants. The Commanders are now 3-3 and this season. They're coming off a victory against the Atlanta Falcons at the ATL. I mean, that was the most consistent game so far I've seen from the Washington Commanders this season. 
They played well on both sides of the football field, offense and defense. Offense, Sam Howell, even though he didn't throw for 200, 200, 250, 300 yards, he played very sharp and he looked very impressive. He did have three touchdown passes in that game. And the big thing with the commander's offense, zero. In case if you're watching my hand, I'm trying to make it to a circle. Zero turnovers in that game. You'll win a lot of games when you score that amount of points and you're taking care of the football. And on the defensive side of the field, Washington's defense played excellent. Even though Desmond Ritter threw for over 300 yards, Washington's defense had three picks in that game. One to Kendall Fuller, the other one in the red zone by Benjamin St. Juice, and the interception by Jamin Davis that ended the game against the Falcons. So here are my keys for Washington to win this one. Number one, like I said, you're going to have to play well on both sides of the football field. You have to play this consistent. Um, what It depends on the consistency of Washington. What type of performance are, am I going to see from the commanders? Or what commanders fans are going to see from the commanders? Because Washington, to say the least this season, they've been pretty inconsistent. Got to be honest with you. I mean, you look at week two. Yes, even though offense, they scored 35 points against the Denver Broncos. However, we did give up 33 points. Then in week three against the Buffalo Bills, I mean, they, they destroyed us. Then in week four against the Philadelphia Eagles, one of our arch rivals, we did score 31 points, but we also gave up 34 points. And against the Chicago Bears, a team that we were predicted to win that game, Thursday night football game on Amazon, we lost that one 40 to 20, and it was large part because of our defense. We couldn't find a way to shut down the Chicago Bears. We couldn't find a way to shut down Justin Fields and DJ Moore. And Sam Howell, yeah, he did throw a lot of yards in that game, but it was garbage time. So for Washington, it all comes down to is consistency. Then can they keep this up? That remains to be the question. Now, what we have going forward is our pass rush. With Sweat, Montez Sweat, with Chase Young, with Deron Payne, with um, Jonathan Allen. You know, we are fifth. We are the fifth best team in the NFL as far as getting after the quarterback, as far as getting sacks. I mean, you're going to get a lot of sacks when you have all those four players. Three-fourths of them are Pro Bowl players. Allen, Young, Payne, Sweat leads the team in sacks. And I believe Montez Sweat will play despite the injury. I still believe he's going to be suited up to play because he's going to give us an option for us to win. So defensively, to me, it doesn't matter who is quarterback for the New York Giants. Whether if it's Daniel Jones or whether if it's Tyrod Taylor 
or whoever you can possibly name at quarterback, the way that the Washington Commanders is going to have to win against New York Giants, they're going to have to take a page out of the Seattle Seahawks. What do I mean by that? I mean the Monday night football game that the Seattle Seahawks traveled on the road to MetLife Stadium against the New York Giants and just embarrassed, just flat out embarrassed the New York Giants in that game. Daniel Jones was just awful. Through three interceptions, gave up a long pick six to a rookie in Devon Witherspoon. And he was sacked about 10 or 11 times in that game. And I'm thinking to myself, if I'm a Commanders fan, considering what Seattle's defense, their pass rush did against Daniel Jones, why not Washington do that? Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio, it's that simple. If you have any chance of winning this one, why not you take a page out of the Seattle Seahawks playbook? Why not you say, you know what, we're going to do exactly or almost exactly to what the Seahawks did. We're just going to make it a long ass day for Daniel Jones and company. Now, Saquon is back. Saquon Barkley is back for the team. And I thought Saquon Barkley. Look, like I said, man, when Saquon Barkley is on that football field for the New York Giants, he makes Daniel Jones's life a hell of a lot easier. Because let's be honest, folks. Daniel Jones, without Saquon Barkley, realistically, what is he? Saquon Barkley just makes football a lot easier for Daniel Jones. Yes, Daniel Jones is athletic. Yes, he's 6 feet 5 inches, about 220, 225 pounds. But without Saquon, you're not really asking that much from Daniel Jones. I'm sorry, you're just not. Daniel Jones is not that difference maker. Um, And unfortunately, Giants fans, they're paying for it because, hey, we paid Daniel Jones a ton of money. I bet you right now they're regretting <laughs> giving Daniel Jones that type of contract because you look at the season so far, they're one and five. And last year they were coming off a playoff appearance and they won a playoff game. And this was a team in the New York Giants that had expectations to compete in the NFC East. And right now on paper, they are the worst football team in the division. And possibly going to end up getting a top five, top ten pick in the 2024 NFL draft. So for Washington, they're from the defensive standpoint, whether if it's Daniel Jones, again, we don't know if Daniel Jones is going to play because of the neck injury. Then we it doesn't matter, Daniel Jones or Tyrod Taylor. It has to, for the defense to give us a great chance of winning, you have to make it a long night for those quarterbacks. You have to make it a long day, I'm sorry, because again, the game is afternoon, 1 o'clock p.m., if I'm not mistaken. I think the game is on CBS or Fox. I think it's CBS. But anyway, to make a long story short, Washington's defense has to make it a long day 
for the quarterbacks. You're just going to have to put a lot of pressure on them from the outside with Sweat and Young and on the inside with Payne and Allen. And you're going to have to draw some blitzes. You're going to have to get the safeties to come in and get after the quarterbacks. And also, you have to take away the running component because Tyrod Taylor and Daniel Jones, they can run the football. They're mobile quarterbacks. Other than, I mean, you can't just just look at Saquon and neutralize the run. You got to also take away the run running components from both Daniel Jones and also from Tyrod Taylor. And then our secondary. Can our secondary step it up? Because if that, if what we saw last week against the Falcons, if this is the type of performance we can play at, then chances are we're going to win some games and compete. My concern on the Washington's defense is the secondary. I don't think that the Giants offense is going to throw the football a lot. But for Washington's secondary, they just have to stay poised. They just have to stay focused. They have to stay locked in. And capitalize on great opportunities. You got to be able to shut down the wide receivers. And whenever you need to, you got to make big plays. And also another thing that Washington has to avoid, not commit penalties, not commit dumb mistakes. And also Ron Rivera is nicknamed Riverboat Ron for a reason. So he's got to stay aggressive. He's got to stay assertive. And he's got to do something just in order for the team to be motivated and ready to go play. As for Jack Del Rio, whether if it's scheme, whether it's heart, cohesion, you're just going to have to figure out a way just for this defense to stay totally locked in and prepared. Because, again, it is your arch rivals. And we've lost this team a lot of times. Last year, we, we were only, they won a game against us in our field. And not only that, they also, we also, <laughs> the first game, I think it was a tie. So we didn't even win one game last year against the Giants. The first one was a tie. The last one, we lost that game. It's been a while since the Commanders have beaten the New York Giants. But we got to find a way to win, man. We got to find a, a, a way to win. And it comes down to the defense. Our defense is just going to have to step up and make big plays when needed to. So that's what I look at. Now let's look at the offensive side of the Washington Commanders. I gave a lot of kudos and I gave a lot of respect to Sam Howell for how the way he played against um, the Atlanta Falcons. He did an excellent job staying poised, looking sharp. He did a great job as far as taking care of the football. And I think that in order for the commander's offense to help him out, you can't ask way too much on Sam Howell. You have to not put so much on his plate because after all, this is his first year as a starting quarterback. Sam Howell is what, 23 years old. This is his first year as a starter. Eric Bieniemy. This is your first year as an offensive coordinator in somewhere else, not the Kansas City Chiefs. You can't treat Sam Howell 
like he's Patrick Mahomes. So you're going to have to find a way to balance it out if you are Ron, uh, if you are Eric Bieniemy. Now, the Giants, if you look at the New York Giants defense, in team de- defense, they are 28th in the NFL. In team de- defense. They are 19th as far as passing defense. And in rushing de- defense, uh, wow. <laughs> believe it or not, folks, they are 31st in the NFL in rushing defense. So the thing is simple. If you are the Washington Commanders, if you are Eric Bieniemy and company, run the ball more. Run the ball. Sam Howell can run the football here a little bit. But more importantly, rely on Brian Robinson to run the football. That's what's going to help us to win. You're going up against the 31st defense in the NFL. Just embarrass them. Just do what you do best on offense. Call some running plays. Be effective. Be aggressive. And just pick them apart. It's like taking candy from a baby. So that's what Eric Bienmi must do in this game. I do want him to get the ball to Terry McLaurin. I do want Terry McLaurin to have a good game. Not one game this season he's had over 100 yards. But still, we're able to find ways to win. And if we could do that, I think we'll be fine. But the thing is, Eric Bieniemy, when you need to just run the football, don't ask Sam Howell to throw the ball 30, 35, 40 times. Don't ask him to do too much. Do exactly what you did in the game against the Falcons. Sam Howell didn't even throw the ball 30 times in that game. I think he threw it like 23 times. Take some of the pressure off of him. Let the other guys do the carrying, the load, which is Brian Robertson, and to a lesser extent, Antonio Gibson. I hope Chris Rodriguez Jr. plays. And also Eric Bieniemy. You know, you're pretty good as far as calling some plays. How about letting Curtis Samuel run the football a little bit more? How about letting other guys showcase their running ability just in order for Washington's offense to stay effective, move the chains, get first downs, and hopefully put points on the board? That's what we have to do from an offensive standpoint just in order to win. Just run the ball. You do that, you'll be fine. Um, Special teams. You know, last week we did see Jamison Crowder. He just came back from Washington. He used to play for the Commanders a while ago. And, you know, I, I, I'll i say it and I'll say it again, just like I said it on Monday's show. When Jamison Crowder had that 61-yard punt return against the Atlanta Falcons, I felt like, in my opinion, that's what changed the momentum of the game. Because after that play, a couple of plays later on that drive in which Jamison Crowder did put the commanders in the red zone territory, we were able to score a touchdown. And it gave us the confidence. It gave us some hope. It gave us some joy 
because we didn't really score points. I, matter of fact, we I, no wait a minute, we did score like three points, but we didn't even score a touchdown before the Jamison Crowder returned. Jamison Crowder, if he could give us something a little bit on special teams or anyone else in special teams, I think that that's what's going to help us out. Truthfully, I, I that's what I feel. And then, you know, I I I I got to start with Ron Rivera. I'm still not sold on. I, I've told y'all how I feel about Ron Rivera. I'll say it and I'll say it again. I don't care if I sound like a broken record. Ron Rivera, the fact of the matter is he must go. After the season and once the season is over and done, he must leave the Washington Commanders because I feel like, honestly, he is holding us back. I just don't think Ron Rivera... I, I've said Ron Rivera is like the oldest version of Brandon Staley, the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. He doesn't know exactly what he's doing. He doesn't have a clue to what he's doing. And it's just frustrating to understand and deal with <laughs> the nonsense that he gives us. I, I mean, I'm still mad to this day that he put Chase Young to cover A.J. Brown. That doesn't make sense. My uh, my man Bryson, Bryson Carver, you know him on the Grid Network, Carving It Up podcast, and also the host of the 8 o'clock show every Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. And also go check out the shows. You know, he talked about, I think, in the Chicago Bears game, Ron Rivera is not being aggressive. You know, Ron Rivera is not being aggressive in terms of his play calling and stuff. And Ron Rivera, you know, he earned the nickname Riverboat Ron going back to his days with the Carolina Panthers. You know, because and he earned that nickname because he was aggressive. He didn't mind taking chances. He didn't mind go, going on going on a different approach. He didn't mind taking chances. And whether it whether it worked or whether it didn't work, the one thing we didn't look at with Ron Rivera is that he wasn't scared. Now, to me, I'm not going to say he's scared, but clearly, and this is just my personal opinion, Ron Rivera. His teaching methods are antiquated, and it's just too. I mean, oh my God, it's too antiquated, and I just feel like he's not scared to say the least. But I will say he is hesitant, he is reluctant, and I feel like with Ron, stick to who you are. If there is an opportunity for us to go for it on a third or fourth down, especially fourth down, you got to go for it. And also, you got to be smarter and wiser when it comes to your decision making, particularly in pivotal situations. And I will give Eric Bieniemy a lot of credit. And one of the great reasons why we acquired him, not because of his play calling on offense, but he can take some of the load off of Ron Rivera. Just in case if we end up in a sticky situation, we have Eric Bieniemy to handle that 
as opposed to Ron Rivera? Because honestly, do you want Ron Rivera having the final say or having the final play call in a game when it's tight? No, you don't. You honestly do not want that if you are a Commanders fan. You really shouldn't because you just don't know what Ron Rivera is going to do. But I know what he's going to do. He's just going to find a way to sabotage it. Just like with Brandon Staley. So that is how I truly look at it. That is how I truly feel about it. I just think that with Ron Rivera, you just have to stay aggressive. And you just have to be smart and wise with your decisions. You just can't make bad decisions that are like head scratchers. And that is going to end up costing us the game. So that's how I look at it. Now, folks, my pick. My pick for the game. The Commanders are a two and a half point favorites to win. I want to go with the Commanders because if we win this one, we're above 500. Right now, we're 500. We're three, three and three. I don't want to jinx my team at all. I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Giants in this one. I know it sounds crazy to pick the New York Giants over the Washington Commanders. I know it sounds absolutely ridiculous and absurd to go with the New York Giants over the Washington Commanders. But I'm gonna do it. Because I think the New York Giants. Losing four games. The four-game losing streak stops now. Regardless who is going to be quarterback for the the New York Giants, whether Daniel Jones or Tyrod Taylor, they may actually play well. Play well enough for them to win. Then they're not going to play spectacular, but I do think they're going to play smart. I do think they will do their part as far as taking care of the football. And I do think that it's going to come down to a late pivotal situation, whether in the fourth quarter or in overtime, and that the Giants are going to win the game with a game-winning field goal. That is what I believe. The giant up for the commanders. You know, you're going up against the New York Giants offensive line. Led by Evan Neal. And Evan Neal received a ton of criticism for calling out the New York Giants fans. Um, And you saw the game. You saw the game. In which the Seattle Seahawks. Like I said, put an ass whipping against the New York Giants. If you're Chase Young, Sweat, Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, 
if you have any chance of having a dominant victory, this is it right here. Because you're going up against that old line. And let's be honest, folks, just like Washington's old line, and they've been horrendous this season, the Giants' offensive line isn't much better. They are pretty bad. Let's just be honest. They are really that bad. If the pass rush has any chance for a dominant performance and maybe a victory, this is the type of performance you must show against the New York Giants with the quarterbacks, whoever is at quarterback, and that offensive line. You're just going to have to take a page out of Seattle's book and just dominate them. But the concern, I still have concerns about the secondary. I don't think the secondary from the commanders are going to play as well as they did last week. I think they're going to give up some dumb penalties. And I think that the New York Giants, believe it or not, is going to actually find a way to pull off the victory by a game-winning field goal. Giants could actually pull it off by a game-winning field goal or a game-winning touchdown because it is at home. And I'm quite sure they probably want to end this four-game losing streak once and for all so that they can rejuvenate and focus on the rest of the season. I don't know. I, I think it's four or five-game losing streak. I'm sorry. Four or five-game losing streak. But I'm going to roll with the Giants on this one because I still have concerns about the commander's O-line. I still have concerns about their secondary. And I just think that the commanders are going to do some dumb things. They're prone to doing dumb things. Let's just be honest with that. But anyway, folks, um, that concludes the rest of the Commander's Demand episode. I want to thank you all for taking the time to listening and checking out the podcast. I really appreciate it, folks. Um, like I said, please go like and subscribe to the Grid Network. Like I said, um, there's some amazing, great content creators, podcasters like my man Bryson. Um, of course, you know, you got Dev with his podcast at the bank. You know, you got D-Hop with his podcast regarding the Las Vegas Raiders. You know, a lot of great content creators out there. A lot of great people at the Grid Network. Great guys as well. Um, but anyway, folks, that concludes the rest of the show. Like and subscribe to the Grid Network. Also, please go like and subscribe to the Sports PSP podcast. Go check that out. Go check out the latest videos on the Sports PSP podcast. And folks, you know, just enjoy your Wednesday night. Enjoy the rest of the week. Be easy. And God bless. <laughs>